Hello, and welcome to Deep and Wide. I'm Pat Walter, and thank you so much for joining me. Deep and Wide is a bi-weekly podcast. It dives into the deep things of the Christian faith and a wide variety of culturally relevant topics. The goal is to challenge growth and inspire hope. I hope you enjoy this week's podcast. What is going on, my deep and wide friends and fam? Thank you guys for joining me for another week on Deep and Wide. And uh, this is going to be our Father's Day edition podcast. And so here's the deal. Uh, Normally, I would say that that we talk about what it means to be a parent and how we're discipling kids. And and there's all these like uh, being a parent type of deal. But I want to flip it. And I want to talk about three things that I've learned about God and being discipled by my kids. And obviously, I don't mean that my kids are sitting down and discipling me, although in some days they do because the Lord surely uses them to show me many of my flaws and inadequacies. But the truth is, God uses uh, parenthood to disciple me and show me things not only about myself, but to show me things about his nature and his character. So in today's episode, three things that I've learned from being a dad, and I'm going to share a few stories along the way. Number one is that I am loved even though I contribute nothing. And um, when I when I was a first-time dad, uh, my oldest son, Beniah, was born May 6th, uh, 11 years ago, 2009. And... Um, and man, I got some funny stories about this kid. Love him so much. Uh, but when he was born, there's a couple of things. One of it is slightly relevant, but not really, but it's just funny, is uh, nobody told me um, that they don't always come out looking cute. So what had happened is my, my son was sat in the birth canal for 10 days. He came 10 days late. And so we had him through midwife and he came out and his face was smashed and he literally had a cone head. Um, Nobody told me this. And so here I am thinking that I have a cone headed kid and that I'm picturing his future as cone head. Um, picturing all the movies <laughs> and all that stuff. Um, and then his face is just smashed and, and, and she eventually gave me peace. But um, I'm, I'm holding my new son and I'm looking at him and I am overwhelmed with love for this kid. Overwhelmed with love. Like, I, like any parent who holds their kid, especially the firstborn, is just kind of like, I, I'll, I'll do anything for this guy. Like, if somebody comes in right now to take him, like, I, I will fight you to the death for this kid. And this kid's done nothing, man. Um, I, I have a running joke, and some might find it funny, and, and some won't because that's humanity. But here's here's the truth is is when he's born, and especially for the first couple of years of his life, is he doesn't really contribute anything to the family. If anything, he does nothing but take. That's all that really kids do at the beginning is they take. They they take your time, they take your money, they take your energy, and they definitely take your sleep. Um, 
they they take they poop they pee they cry they whine like they're they're really just uh, zero contribution other than eventual cuteness. Um, and my job is just to protect this little tiny human being, even though he doesn't give me anything. Um, and and it's in, in in this moment, I was sitting at the end of the bed and I was holding my son and I recognized, man, I could not picture laying his life down for people. I remember sitting there thinking, I was like, man, I can't even imagine as a father looking at my son saying, you know what? I'm going to let people spit on you. I'm going to let people whip you. I'm going to let people mock you. I'm going to let every humanity not even recognize that the king of of the kingdom has entered the world and they're going to mock you and spit on you. And, and I'm going to sacrifice you because I love humanity so much. Like I literally sat there and was like, oh my God, I, I can't even begin to fathom sacrificing my son, let alone for people that I like or family or friends, but for people who hate him and mock him and ridicule him. But then the Lord started to show me again. He's like, listen, my love for you was that love. I gave him up even though you contribute nothing. And you can argue, oh, I contribute to the kingdom. Uh, yes and no. We might be a willing vessel to do things with the Lord. But the truth is, especially new in the kingdom, it's like, that. listen, we, we poop, we pee, we cry, we whine. We're, we're offended, we're upset, we're, we're this, we're that. Um, <laughs> we take time and energy but the truth is, the Lord's like, listen, I'm not worried about your contribution. I love you with an everlasting love, even when you contribute nothing. Man, you see, it's in moments like that that my son, being an infant, is now discipling me, not because he's teaching me things, but because God's using him to teach me things about his nature and his character. Listen, if God is the everlasting father and God is the father, how much more me being a father am going to learn about the father? How much more about me being a father to the fatherless? And I have stories of over the last several years of things that we've done with other kids. But listen, there's something beautiful about the father being a father. My second point and story that I've realized and being God using my kids to disciple me and make me look more like him is the revelation that I am loved even though I am imperfect. And obviously that's one everybody's probably like, yeah, I get that. But but the truth is, I don't think that we really get it. If we really got this point, we wouldn't struggle with being religious or self-righteous. Um, we wouldn't struggle with uh, morality and like trying to live up to certain standards because we, we feel like we have to please God or earn things. Like, no, we're just loved even in the midst of our imperfection. And uh, my, my middle son, uh, Malachi, man, I love that kid. Obviously, love all my kids. Malachi is what is my mini me. 
right? We all have many me's. Ben looks like the most like me, but Malachi is the most like me. Um, there's days where obviously he drives me crazy because it's, it's, it's me. He, he, he's <laughs> sarcastic. Uh, he's quick witted. He's sharp tongued. Um, and, and he's, he's just <laughs> sometimes an all around pain in the butt, which my, my wife will probably say the same thing about me. And, uh, if anybody's normally going to get in trouble, it's either Malachi or my daughter, Neve. um, be, because he just and it's usually his tongue. He'll he'll say something or clap back and and, and he'll get in trouble and, and he'll go to bed at night. And we usually have this time together before bed and he's like, Dad, I he's like I try so hard to be good. And the thing is, I remember back when I was a child, I used to think the same thing. Man, I I try hard some days to be good. I still think that as an adult, I try to be good, man, but. But but I'm not. I'm I, I can be a knucklehead. But we have this saying. So a lot of times when I put him to bed at night, and I look at Malachi and I say, "Listen, man, I love you no matter what." You know, there's days where we have really really rough days, uh, where him and I have just butted heads, or or I've yelled at him, or or something. But before bed, we have our moment where I said, "Listen, man, I love you, no matter what." I said, even if you're mad at me or if I'm mad at you, if we have a bad day or you had a rough day or you made some really stupid decisions, I love you no matter what. You are my son and nothing will separate us from that. Listen, he has to know that in the midst of his imperfection that he is loved by me. How much more does our heavenly father love me in the midst of my imperfection? You know, it's it's really um, it's hard because we all, as believers, want to be good. We we want to follow the the rules or laws as God has put in place. We want to do the right say thing, say the right thing. We want to do things for the kingdom, right? Um, that that's kind of like our heart is like, listen, I I want to be a good believer. I want to be a good follower of Jesus. But the truth is, as I've said before, in dealing with darkness and other things, is I am imperfect and I am flawed and I struggle and I wrestle and I say things I shouldn't. I probably do some things that I shouldn't and I wrestle with these things. But here's the truth: is God loves me in the midst of my imperfections. I, I honestly believe this is one of the, the greatest revelations and something that I even have to remind myself of or the Lord really has to remind me of on a regular basis is I don't have to be perfect for him to love me. I don't have to be good to be in his good graces that in the midst of my good days and bad days, in the midst of my struggles and in the midst of my toils, that he loves me for who I am am not who I think I should be. Listen, being a dad has taught me many things, but these are two of the most powerful things that I don't have to contribute anything to earn his love. And even when I do mess up, I'm still loved. And there's nothing I can do to change that. Again, we see in, the, in, in Romans chapter 8 where he talks about there's neither height nor depth. There's nor, neither things present nor things to come or principalities or powers. And, and he says, listen, there is nothing that will separate us from the love of God. And these are things that we know in our head but are really hard in our heart because our actions usually show otherwise. 
These are two of the most powerful things that I've learned as, as God uh, uses my kids to disciple me. And last but certainly not least, I have learned that God is good even if he says no. You know, um, these again, many things that we probably know, but I think are just good for us to remember. Um, I don't know about you guys, but my kids are are getting close to teen years, uh, 11 and 9, my two boys, and my daughter, 8, who thinks that she's going on 18 and wants to, to date, but I'm, my heart's not ready for that. Um, but there's things where, where there's things they want to try, right? Like they, they want to drive. They want, uh, they want phones. They want iPhones. They're, you know, uh, they want these things. And, and I'll just use the phone as an example. My kids are 9 and 11, and, and, and they want a phone. And I say no. They're they're not ready. Um, and and I'm not saying one way or the other what age you should give your kids. I'm not going to get into that because they're your kids, they ain't mine. But it, but it's things like this where I love my kids and I want what's best for them. And I know their maturity level, and I know how well they take care of things. And by me saying no doesn't say that I don't love them. It says not yet or you're not ready. Even with keys, let's say my, my, my 11-year-old who wants to drive, I'm not going to give him the keys because I don't love him. I'm not going to give him the keys because he shouldn't be driving. I'm not even concerned about the law. Like we out on the farm back in the old days, right? They just let you. I remember I took my first drive when I was, I think, 12 or 13. I, I got to drive. But it, but it's not because that, that we're not loved or we haven't earned or we're not this. It's like, no, listen, you are not ready for the responsibility to do or, or what you want to do. And, and it's not a love issue. It's a, it's a character issue. It's a timing issue. It's that you're not ready. But the thing is, especially um, with people uh, of, of younger generation, or even, I don't even say generation, younger in the faith is we get really frustrated or upset when when we pray and God doesn't respond the way he wants us to respond. If I'm praying for something specific and it's not answered right away, or it's not answered the way I want it, he, it's not God saying, I don't love you. It's God saying no, or you're not ready, or not yet. Again, and you can come up with whatever theology you want to try to say what God is saying, but the truth is, if he, if he thought that it was the, the best thing for you in this season for his glory and his kingdom and maybe something that he can do in you and through you because God is not scared of sharing his glory. He, he doesn't want you to take his glory, but he's willing to share his glory. And that's a whole nother topic. What he does is he's, you're not ready. And again, this is this is another topic. Maybe we'll talk about another day. Is 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 characters built in caves, not in the comfort of castles? Is sometimes you said, "Listen, you're not ready for the thing that you're praying for, so wait." And so, as a father, I've really learned. Listen, I love my kids, and I really do want to give them good gifts. I want to see them happy and thankful. But the truth is, there's many things that I'm not going to give them, not because I don't want to see them happy, because I know that they're not ready for it. I know that they they can't handle whether it's responsibility, whether it's the value of the object, or whether it's just honestly, they're let's say the phone and let's be real, boys with phones in this day and age, and we can put protections, but still, like there's some things that that have to be done internally in my kids before things happen, and just need it's not practical. 
And so again, to review three things that I've learned as God has discipled me through my kids is that I am loved even when I contribute nothing. I am loved even though I am imperfect and flawed. And God is good even if he says no. Listen, I, I hope that you, you, if you are a father, that you have an absolutely wonderful Father's Day. If you're not a father, um, I pray that, that you can still recognize these are still truths um, that you can apply to your life and pray and ask God for understanding and wisdom in these things. Um, and, and lastly, guys, I, I pray that you can just uh, take this time to reflect on what the Lord is doing. Um, again, I, I thank you guys for the support. Please uh, follow me. Check check it out on Instagram. Mostly family photos and other stuff that pops up, but sometimes I'll, I'll pop up some things the Lord puts in my heart. Um, and that's Pat uh, underscore PW is my personal one and deep the letter N wide uh, podcast on Instagram. I'm on Facebook as well. Again, mostly just post stuff about my kids. Um, I, I pray right now in this season of all that's going on in the world that we are just pressing in and leaning into the King of Kings and asking him, what is my role in this time? What would you call me to do? Uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, love you, and I will catch you guys soon. Hey, everyone. Before we jump into this week's episode, I want to let you know about a really cool tool I've been using. It's called Anchor, and it helps me record, edit, and upload all of my podcasts. Most of all, it's free, guys, which is pretty cool. The other cool thing is it has uh, background music built in. It automatically uploads to Spotify and Apple, and it does all of the things that you need to make an amazing podcast for you. And so uh, I encourage you to download it. Go check out uh, anchor at the app store and go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode. I hope you liked what you heard. And if you did, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share with all of your friends and family. I would love to hear any comments, any suggestions, or any questions so I can get to them on future episodes. Thank you again for joining me. I'm Pat Walter, and I'll talk to you next week.